Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael C. Bouchard, the uh, host of the Night Stalker podcast, episode 60, The Broken Court System. Um, this episode is uh, something I think that needs to be talked about. <clears throat> You know, being in law enforcement for over uh, 30 years, you know, at some point in your career, you're going to have to deal with the court system. You're going to have to deal with putting people into the court system. So I suppose when you're on one side of the fence, you don't really look at the other side of the fence. Um, However, I had an opportunity to do that. not too long ago, uh, superior court system in uh, Derby, Connecticut, and what I what I saw there was to be blunt, quite quite concerning. Um, you know, my thought as a uh, a police officer that when people were put into their court systems, those that had problems were. <clears throat> You know, get put into programs or given opportunities to uh, get treatment for a certain type of uh, either addiction, mental health issues, or what have you. Um, I never thought that what I would see would be so uh, not only counterproductive, but It was really a shame, to be honest with you. Uh, <clears throat> I know a person that had uh, some serious, some serious, um, and a long history of mental health issues. You know, uh, and one thing about mental health issues is <clears throat> it's nothing that you can control. It's not an act or a thing that you really choose to have. It's a condition that exists that in many ways, keeps you a prisoner in your own body. So you might say, well, Mike, where are you going with this? Well, here's the problem. I realize that the court system has no concern or consideration for people with mental health issues, Uh, especially what I've seen in uh, the Derby court system, Derby, Connecticut, it's a GA5. Um... Yeah, there's absolutely no consideration. You know, you, you're taking a person that was, uh, as a young person, was uh, sexually molested uh, when the when <clears throat> child was old enough, was institutionalized by the parents to keep them from saying anything uh, for four years, uh, locked down, couldn't get out of the building, no freedom as a young person, is eventually let out. Uh, gets involved with people that are sim- that they believe are similar to themselves, addiction issues, alcohol issues, drug issues. Um, goes down a lot of bad paths. Um, is arrested, is incarcerated, is put in a female uh, 
prison up in Niantic, Connecticut, which <clears throat> surprisingly, the correction officers are all, the majority of them are males. So you have males there watching females. That is like putting the fox in the hen house. Um, I have nothing good to say about that except whoever decided to do that is ignorant. Don't care who you are, don't care what your title or rank is, you are an ignorant person. That should be addressed immediately. Get them the hell out of there. Okay? Just how it is. Um, and in this scenario, when, I, when I'm talking about mental health issues, is that when people have mental health issues, and they are brought up in from a magistrate, it is completely immoral for someone like a magistrate to make a determination of how a person should react to a situation or respond to certain situations as though they were as as though they had no mental health issues. <clears throat> it's not only illogical, it's not only, I don't know, it's it's just not right. Listen, you know, it's like this. If, if you are a person with a normal ability to think, then correctly, that's one situation, okay? A person that takes a lot of medications for mental health issues is not going to respond to law enforcement <clears throat> to situations where they feel threatened or overwhelmed. You, you can't expect them to react <clears throat> the same way a normal person would act. It's, it's just not. It's just not right. In this, in this situation, uh, the individual was <clears throat> unfortunately got involved with a person that had an alcohol addiction problem, uh, purposely uh, would engage in conflicts with this other person, knowing that this individual was not, had not taken any of her medicines for over two and a half months. Uh, the state had uh, denied her SSD. They withdrew it. Uh, with that, that in December 2020, which at the same time her medical medical uh, benefits were withdrawn <clears throat> so there were there was no way of getting the mental health type of medication she needed okay Vilar Vyvanse um, and if you read the symptoms or what occurs when a person fails to take these medications You'll understand 
why they react to certain things the way they do. <clears throat> like Bilar is, is a medication that is uh, for people who are overwhelmed by situations of fear brought up by specific uh, occurrences. Uh, in this person's case, um, you know, uh, complainant had called the police. She she had gone over the house. She was in an altered state of mind from and and not drinking, but from not having the medication. Got into a fight. <clears throat> you know, a little pushing and shoving. No big deal. You know, torn shirt. Nobody cares. Um, redirected her anger, did a little damage to some property. Besides that, that's what you had. That's the best that you had, okay? Uh, the complaint initial statement to me was that he had contacted the police because of her irrational behavior due to her lack of medication. He wanted her medically evaluated. Okay, that makes sense. I'll, I'll buy that. <clears throat> However, what does this police department do? Nope. They engage her. Even after being told that she hadn't taken her medication. I.e. with the already known knowledge that without the medication, her response to situations are going to be different. Didn't care. Didn't care about it. Uh physically threw her to the ground. Um, now you have to remember, when I say specific things that overwhelm a person like that, uniforms, uh, detention, um, so on and so forth because of past experiences and post-traumatic stress syndrome uh, that this person was diagnosed with, okay? So, I looked at the report myself and found a lot of abnormalities in it, okay? Um, instead of the criminal mischief for damaging the property, she was hit with... Uh, Reckless endangerment. Well, that's not really true because the complainant told me that at, at no time did he feel threatened by the by the defendant because the defendant is a five foot two male uh, female uh, weighing forty pounds. He was a six foot male weighing almost two hundred pounds. So he was not in physical fear of anything. Uh, the police department uh, basically told her because they didn't like her. They had you know a history with her and you know. Um, they didn't want to um, deal with her. So she's given, she's charged with uh, reckless endangerment. Uh, there was, there was no probable cause to even believe that at any time that existed in this situation. Um, <clears throat> Police officer on the scene said she attempted to run him over or strike him with a vehicle. Uh, I interviewed the complainant. 
I interviewed the defendant. Um, no, no probable cause to believe that actually existed for a few reasons. One, it was dark. The police officer uniform was dark. The defendant wears prescription glasses. She did not have prescription glasses, limiting her eyesight. Defendant is colorblind, which at night reduces depth perception and contrast. So basically, the probability that she saw him was old to none. Plus, most most people under, uh, that work in the state of Connecticut realize that most police departments have a policy that you will not put yourself in the path of a moving vehicle. That's your fault if you do that. Okay? It's mostly for liability, but, you know, you don't, you, you just don't do that. It's wrong. So, we have two reckless, uh, re reckless negligence charges that, uh, quite honestly, they're not, um, there's no PC for them. They were just bolstered to make a, you know, as they said to her, we're throwing the book at you. Um, that's a term I've never used. Uh, law enforcement is not about that. And uh, I just don't subscribe to that. So she drives to work. Okay, she drives to work. <clears throat> Private property. They proceed to tow her vehicle. Really, they had no reason to tow her vehicle. Vehicle was par parked on private property. And like I said, there was no probable cause to believe that the vehicle itself was used in any crime because you can't substantiate the fact that she actually attempted to run you over. Simple. All right. And I don't think that department has body cameras, so, you know. They charge her with failure to have an... Uh, an IID device. Basically, what that is is it's a device that um, you blow into <clears throat> to start your card. It'll tell you if you're intoxicated or not. They charge her with that charge. It's a bogus charge. Simple reason. The state of Connecticut's Department of Motor Vehicles had sent a letter. Three letters, as a matter of fact, 467 days prior to that, telling her to remove the IID from her car. You see where I'm going with this? <clears throat> you see, when you're dealing with people that have mental health issues, you have to understand that's what it is. You know, this is law enforcement is a job. You understand what the hazards are when you take this job, when you step in the uniform every day. This is not a, I take this personal. And in this case, quite honestly, they took a took it personal. By everything I see here, now I've been out in the streets for 30 years. I know the difference. You know, you can't lie to me with your cop talk because I've, I've been on twice as long as all of them have. So that's not going to work with me. You know, you're attempting to justify stuff by, <clears throat> you know, eluding rather than proving. You can't do that with me. So, with that being said and done, 
the court itself, well, it gets better than that. And I'm going to throw this one in here, too. <clears throat> she was requested to go to, uh, I guess, some type of meetings, uh, you know, scheduled meetings for a state, whatever the hell it was. Um, I saw the judge get up and say, well, you have, you've missed four of these seven meetings. Well, <clears throat> quite honestly, she hadn't because I had recorded the dates. It was the department that she had gone to who failed to forward the correct information. A month later, same department, failed the drug test. She said, what was in my system? They gave her a cadre of <clears throat> a list of stuff. She says, well, you know, I've never taken any of this stuff. Come to find out that they were shorthanded that day, and whoever was working on the urine samples just randomly slapped uh, somebody else's name on her sample. Okay, so you see where I'm going? There are so many critical mistakes here. And these critical mistakes are what the court system are basing their judgment on. You know, and I've noticed, and, you know, it's, it's really... It's really sad that the judge in this case was more worried about the charges rather than what actually make this makes this occur. You know, it's like mowing your lawn. You run the you run the dandelion over, the dandelion being the crime, but you leave the root root in the ground and the root. Unless the root's treated or removed, the dandelion keeps regrowing. In her case, the crime is the dandelion. The root is the mental health issue. Until you address the mental health issue, behavioral issue, you're not changing anything. <clears throat> and as a matter of fact, I see a lot of a lot of people that go into the court system that actually come out worse. And what I did notice there too, which was while well, I was sitting in that courtroom, which was pretty um, shocking, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people bring up this term white privilege, okay? You know, that has nothing, white privilege has, in this nature, has nothing to do with color, has nothing to do with religion, race. It was all based on how much money these other defendants had. The ones that had the state defenders were getting crapped on. The people that were in there with the high-paying attorneys, you know, the Gucci this and the Gucci that ones, were being slapped on the hand and let go. 
So to say, to, to fairly say that there's no prejudice within the court system, uh, is is completely just it's a lie. It's 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 a blatant lie. To not evaluate to evaluate the same person with a mental health issue, and especially at the time that mental health had not been ta- taking the prescribed medication, is unethical. Wrong. So. I question myself on how many people that have gone through that, that court system, and not just that one, court systems all over the place, have been unfairly prosecuted because of one of the law, law enforcement's inability to can't, can't be there, man. Um, their inability to assess the situation. Now, with the facts being known that, that this person at the time of the incident was did not have proper medication, the first thing to do is have a medical evaluation because that's the crux of the the issue the crimes were committed because of irrational thinking irrational behavior uncontrollable behavior overwhelming fear that's what that's what these crimes were committed by or, or, or because of and yet none of these were addressed by the law enforcement None of them are addressed by the courts. See, the courts are under the impression, oh, but if they go to these meetings, everything's going to be kumbaya. It doesn't work that way. Unless these people are prescribed their medicine to control whatever is going on with them, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. You can't, it's not, it's not, it just, it doesn't work. So, you know, that's a big problem. And now I'm saying to myself, well, you know, how many people go through this system and, you know, the judges are reliant, like in this case with this, um, it was MCCA, I believe it was, it's a state sponsored some type of, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but. In two occasions, they provided inaccurate information to the court system, which was used against the defendant, who had complied with all of the requests. Okay? Then you have these uh, bolstered charges by law enforcement. They were heightened and bolstered simply because 
they had an attitude with her. This job isn't about attitude. This job is about public safety and being fair. And, and you know, it's like, it's like the cop that's always given these panhandlers tickets for panhandling. Well, I hate to wake anybody up. But let me, let me give you a good kick in the pants of reality. You know why these people are panhandling the majority of them? Because they don't have money. Okay, so what good is your ticket going to do except for retrograde them back into a place that's even worse than where they are now? And if this is, this is the mentality that is being projected out there, it's horrible, you know. Like I tell people, you know what? In, in life, you know, people are just so worried about bullshit. Honestly, you're worried about chopping heads off statues, removing this from the courts, doing this. You can't say, you know what? Listen, let me let me give you a let me give you a real kick in the ass, okay? You have senior citizens without medications. You have a country that charges. 400% more on medications. You have people with mental health issues wandering the streets because the state does not want to provide adequate living facilities or treatment for these people. No, no. You have a whole... You have people without food. You have people without housing. And... and a court system that is in catastrophic failure right now. So, these are true problems. You know, <clears throat> you know, it's like this. If you took the tip of, tip of the iceberg off, do you think this Titanic still wouldn't have sunk if it hit it? Of course it would. <clears throat> so, unless you correct it, whatever is causing the problem, you'll never get rid of the problem. It's simple. It's, it's very, very simple. So, with that being said, uh, I don't believe that the court systems, whether it's here in Connecticut, the one in Derby, Connecticut, the ones throughout the country, you know, It's about time that you redirect the way you handle people with mental health issues. It really is. Because you're doing a disservice to them and you're doing a disservice to the community. Because you think by putting them in jail for a little while or giving them a fine or this and that, that you're doing something, you're not doing anything. You're creating a bigger monster the person that walked in the court, because when they walk out of the DOC, a prison, you created a bigger monster. Now this person got out of jail two and a half years, never missed a day of work, worked seven days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day, and you're telling me 
she needs to be punished for charges that were one bullshit car charges that really didn't have probable cause. Yeah, they may have they may have kind of conformed to some of the things in the, the state statute. But the fact is, everything's good on a theory is always good on paper, and when you go to use it, a lot of times it just doesn't work. This is a fact. The court system isn't working. It's failing. And that's just how it is. And this is episode 60. I don't want to keep talking because I <clears throat> I feel some uh, I feel some of those seven uh, words that the FCC used to say I couldn't use uh, coming out. That's why our podcast is listed as explicit because sometimes you know I have to put my two cents in and you know my two cents is based on things I know things I've seen it's not made up uh, of uh, misinformation it's not made up of fake news it's made up of what I've seen what I've experienced and uh, people are usually totally offended by it it doesn't bother me because if you're offended by it that may tell you something you know, because you may be one of those people involved in that type of activity. Um, I would like any of you that can, um, if you want to copy, make a copy of this uh, or any of my episodes, I have no problem with that. Um, if you want to fling one out to GA5 in Derby. Don't mind that either. But you know, like I said, I've been a cop a long time. Um, worked in a lot, large inner city. Consider myself, I, I hold a higher standard of morals and ethics than most people. Um, 24 years at this and 11 months at this department never been written up 35 years on the job with this and another department never made a fist and struck anybody had to wrestle with people had to control people never punched a person once you do that You're taking it personal. My assessment of the court system, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a, <clears throat> a vendetta against the court system. But I see an injustice going on here that is, it's not called for. You know, you want to take a person's, you know, a, a, a person back in jail for bogus charges when, I've seen murderers in the town I work with kill people and walk right the hell out, get a slap on their damn hands. <clears throat> I know one guy, he killed somebody, he was caught on video footage, judge let him go, he was caught <clears throat> five other times on firearm violation. You know what he went to jail for? Burglarizing a house. Yeah, so do I have a little bit of a attitude? Yeah, I do. 
You know, I do. You know, there's a scale of justice. There's a scale of justice. And as long as we keep conducting ourselves and the way we're conducting ourselves with people with mental health issues, with people that have other problems, which are the origin point for crimes, and we don't address those origin points, we do not have an equal scale. We have a scale that's bottomed out on one side. When we, when we judge people because of the money they don't have, the conditions they live in, the education they don't have, uh, we don't have a, a, a scale of justice. We have a broken arm. Okay, this is Michael C. Bouchard, the host of Night Stalker. Like I said, I'm not going to get into this anymore because I, I, you know, I just, if I really told you what I thought, I'm sure I, I get a lot of whiners, not that I care, but, um, and just, just an FYI, um, <clears throat> like I said, this individual is a five foot two, 140-pound female, um, <clears throat> has been physically beat up three times by police. I've, I've seen the marks, pictures of the marks. She just never wanted to sue these people. Why she didn't sue them and why she didn't drag people through the internal affairs, I don't know, because if that was me, let me tell you what, it, it would be all over but the crying. Tased five times. I mean, what is going on out there? I mean, nothing for nothing, but All right, like I said, I got to end this. So I will talk to you episode 61.